Welcome to the Pit to Peak Podcast. This is your host, Trevor J. White, and today's topic is this. Sorry, guys, it's been a while. Sit back and relax, and welcome to today's show. Ah, so, yep, yep, I skipped an entire week. Skipped an entire week of the podcast. So, those of you who follow the show, come back, come back, don't worry. Don't worry, I didn't die. Didn't die, at least not yet. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to catch you guys up. That's really the intention of today's show is to catch you guys up. Here's what's nuts to me. Uh, My life has so much going on so often in so many directions that one week without a show, and I have so much to cover. Uh, But I'm going to try to keep it clear and concise and give you guys a linear timeline. And uh, as you can tell, it's a little noisy. A little noisy. I'm currently in a U-Haul truck in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, driving across our great nation. Uh, just began my drive today, this morning, and been going for about seven hours today so far, and uh, trying to make my way from Orlando back to Utah. So, so that's that's why it's a little noisy. But uh, anyhow, so last podcast, if you listen to the last episode, I was talking about uh, I was at an event. It was in Philly. And I had just dropped and announced officially kind of my nerves regarding the Colby Calais show that was coming up in November. Uh, Give you an update on that. I've had several conversations with several different places, and I still have yet to secure the gear I need for the show. So uh, tomorrow, today's Sunday, the day I'm recording this, but tomorrow, that is 100% focus. Uh, Well, can't be 100% focus. I'm driving across the country, but... I'm going to stop, and uh, I've got, I know who I need to call. There's about 10 people I need to call, and I'm going to, I'm going to get it ironed out tomorrow. So we're going to get a handle tomorrow so that I can stop having to worry and stress about that for the show that's coming up in a month, in a month's time. Uh, so, yeah, a little update on that. Not a lot of an update. So I, I, uh, I, I actually got sick. I actually got sick. So that's the first part of this update. Uh, not COVID. Don't worry. I'm not running around the country trying to kill people. You know, give them, give them this COVID. You know, give them, give them the death rate of you know 99.7% survival rate. You know, so I'm not trying to kill anybody. Uh, but I did get sick. Uh, I got something that uh, everybody thought I think that it was extinct. I think we thought this was extinct. Uh, but I got the flu. Yeah, I got the flu. So it turns out that's actually still a thing, guys. So if you thought it, if you thought it was no longer a thing, I am living proof. Living proof that it is still a thing. Uh, but I got it, uh, interesting enough, on Saturday, last Saturday, in the middle of the show. So, yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, I'm there feeling at the show. And, you know, because everybody's, like, so chaotic and crazy about COVID, obviously I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get anybody, make them feel uncomfortable or anything like that, even though I know they were fine and going to be safe and they were not going to get anything from them. So I avoided people and, and I basically, quote, unquote, pretended like I wasn't sick. And it was a long day, right? When you don't feel good and you still have to build the stage, take the stage down, you got to jump on stage and MC and stage, like everything. This is just crazy. So, so yeah. So, anyhow, so I'm sick. So, I, do, I get that show done. I'm able to get it handled just fine. Get back, fly back home, and uh, then I'm off on my whirlwind adventure. So, I load up my truck and I'm headed to Orlando, right? It's from Utah to Orlando. I've got a company that I work with. Uh, that I was producing their convention that they were having in Orlando, and I had to bring all the gear down from Utah, right? That is a 36-hour drive. Yeah, you heard me right. 36-hour drive. And I'm like, ah, I got this. So I get the truck, 
get the hot, you know, get my got a little F-150, little Ford F-150. Uh, get the truck, get the trailer all loaded up, get up, and boom, I'm on my way. Start a little bit late, start a little bit late, but I left, right? So I get on my way, I'm driving, I'm doing my thing. Okay, day one, Monday, no, nothing, no problems. Tuesday, no problems, driving all day long, right? About Now I'm about halfway, halfway there. I'm getting close to St. Louis, Missouri. So I'm sitting here that next morning now, Wednesday morning, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Off on the drive, about to hit the drive, going right that morning about I don't know an hour into the drive all of a sudden the truck starts kind of like doing this little shimmy shake thing starts doing this little shimmy shake thing and I'm like what in the earth is this I'm like is it the road I can't figure it out like no no lights on I don't have any you know check engine lights or this light or that light right nothing's going on so I'm just like I'm not sure what the crap's going on with the truck and I'm like I think I'm okay so I'm driving driving a little bit further and it starts shimmying a little bit more and then all of a sudden check engine light boom doesn't just come on it starts flashing at me and i start to lose a little bit of power in the truck i still have some power and it still sounds like it's running okay it's just like missing it's like hesitating right so i'm like this is not good this is not good so my mind immediately goes to if this truck like breaks breaks down i'm not sure what i'm going to do i'm halfway across the country i have an event that i've got to be to and start and have set up thursday like i have to have this set up thursday for the show to start friday morning i've got the entire show literally in my trailer i have to be there so i'm like this is not good because then i'm like i'm not sure what i'm gonna do because i've got all this gear got this trailer and i have to be able to tow the trailer and i already know that you can't rent a vehicle that has a hitch from like a car rental place you rent the trucks they don't have hitches on them right they do not want you to do any towing like that's not a thing they want you to be doing with their vehicles so i'm like oh crap and so it's kind of hesitate 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 and i'm like trying to figure out i'm like what am i gonna do what am i gonna do uh, I can't just like trust that this is just gonna work because it's just not gonna. I, like I, I just don't believe that it will. Like there's something going on here, right? So I'm freaking out, panic mode. So I, I take some saw breaths and then I start to brainstorm. I'm like, okay, I'm going about 55 on the freeway, and I'm like, what about a U-Haul? I could rent a U-Haul. I'm like, I know this is gonna be insanely expensive to rent a U-Haul and drive it across the country, but uh, they charge you 79 cents a mile. Just so you guys know, if you rent a U-Haul, so it is not cheap. And I already know, and I know I've got still another over a thousand miles to get to Orlando at this point. And I'm like, man, that's a thousand bucks to get there, thousand bucks to get the truck back, and then that just leaves me stranded in St. Louis. So I'm like, man, I, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, I, but I have no choice, right? I have to get to this event. And so uh, guess what I do? That's what I do. I call the U-Haul place. I find a place. I find a place that's close. Real great guy there, and he ends up finding me a ten-foot truck, which would be the most economic way for me to do this. He goes driving all over Timbuktu to get the truck. In the meantime, I get off the exit. I, I'm cruising. Check engine light at this point is turned off. Truck seems to be running just fine. I'm like, I'm like, man, what the? This is like, I cannot figure this out. I'm like, everything seems fine. So I pull up to his shop. He's not back at the shop yet. So I just looked up for a parts store, car parts store. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll go have him read the code. Tell me what the code was. Maybe it's a simple fix. Like maybe this is not a big deal and I can just literally fix it, save myself the two grand that I'm gonna have to spend on this U-Haul and, and be on my way. So I go driving, I go down to the I go down to the car parts store, I go in, he comes out with the code, reads the code, he says cylinder five misfire. And that's all the code I had. That's it. No no oil pressure sensor issues, no or like like no no oil pressure issues, no nothing else. Just cylinder five misfire. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm like, huh, 
Well, that, and I know, I know, I know a lot about cars. I know that's most likely a spark plug or an ignition coil. Now, it could be something catastrophic, right? It could be a valve. It could be not getting enough oil out of the cylinder. So you got valve float. I could have spun a bearing, all these things, but I'm not blowing any smoke out the tailpipe. So I'm like, I don't think it's those things. It's gotta be, right? An ignition coil is like 60 bucks. A spark plug's like 10 bucks. So I'm like, for 70 bucks, I might be able to fix this thing. So the car parts store, I said, buy both those things. They have tools that can borrow me. So I go out in the parking lot and uh, not side note, it just decides to start raining while I'm doing this, which is hilarious because it hasn't been raining. Now it's just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to rain on you. That's great. So I'm sitting there in the rain and I replaced the ignition coil and the spark plug on my Ford F-150. Replace it, get down, lock it up, shut the window, take the tools back. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go drive around and just see if I can kind of push the engine and see if I can get the check engine light to come back on, trigger anything, get any hesitation, anything. And if I do, I'm gonna go back to the U-Haul place and done, we're set. We're gonna we're gonna sw swap it out and I'll take the, I'll, I'll tow the vehicle to a dealer, have them look at it, figure out what's going on. Because I can't I can't afford, nor can I trust if I'm gonna have issues with it to continue this drive, right? I, according at this point, I still have like 16 hours, 16 hours of drive time uh, in order for me to get there. I needed to be there. By Thursday at 1 p.m. And right now it's Wednesday afternoon at like noon. So I'm driving around the truck, no hesitation, no check engine light, no nothing. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to count my you know chickens before they hatch. So I'm like, nah, I don't know, but I'm driving. And it's like get onto this road that's kind of leading me the right direction if I were to leave. Uh, ends up taking me to the freeway, right? I get to the freeway and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get on the freeway. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I have not had one hesitation. I've been like flooring it. I've been like trying to get it to, if it's gonna make a, like it's screw up, if there's something going on, then I was gonna do it, right? And I'm like, yeah, okay, it should be okay. It's it's not, do it, it's not gonna be a problem. I get on the freeway, now I'm up at freeway speeds, I'm going 70 miles an hour, towing the trailer, F-150, car, truck's running just fine. No check engine light, no hesitation, nothing. So I'm like, oh, sweet. I'm, I'm pretty much good. So I call the U-Haul guy back and I'm like, bro, here's what I did, here's how this went down. And he'd, he'd been he'd been the greatest, like such a great human. Like he was like giving me proof again that there are still great people on this planet who will help another person out. And so I told him, I said, man, uh, like I'm 99% sure my truck's good. So I'm probably just gonna head out, uh, but I'll let you know here in the next 10, 15 minutes if I decide that that's what I wanna do. And uh, man, I'll just get some. Give, give me your Venmo, and I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some money so that I you know compensate for your time because I know you've been driving all over trying to get the truck for me and doing all that. So, so anyway, so I'm cruising around, cruising or not cruising around. I'm cruising on a freeway. Uh, I'm rocking, hang up the phone with him, talked to my wife for a little bit, told her what I figured out, and we were both just like, "This is so great, thank you, this is awesome." And and uh, hang up the phone with my wife, and I'm just sitting there, and and uh, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a, I'm gonna say a prayer as I'm driving down the road, and I'm gonna thank I'm gonna thank God for what He did, right? For giving me the inspiration to fix the cylinder five ignition coil because it's clearly done. done. And at this point now, I've been driving for about an hour, right down a freeway, which I'm like, man, I've clearly got no problems. Like I'm good, right? So I say this prayer, and I'm like, I I, I just think I thank God for just the inspiration for me to make the move, make the choice not to you know waste the money on the u-haul and all this kind of stuff and so i'm driving and and i, I say you know name jesus christ amen i say amen i hang up the prayer <laughs> i hang up the prayer as soon as i hang up the prayer and i kid you not guys this is like the it's it's thing to make you gotta laugh about it even though it's still it's still fresh in my mind i still gotta laugh about this 
Uh, oh, hold on a sec. I gotta check in the. I gotta check in the little. Uh, oh, I don't know if it's gonna let me. Heck is going on? I don't know if this is still recording or not. Come on, yeah, it. Yeah, but Where are we at? Stay right here. Okay. I don't know. Are you still recording? It is still recording. All right. I ain't going to cut that out. I, I had to check my GPS. Got to make sure that uh, <laughs> I was going to miss this turn because I'm in Atlanta and there's like roads telling me to turn. I'm like, I don't know where this is at. Okay. So I hang up the prayer and I'm calling it hang up the prayer because I've started to have, uh, as a little side note, I've started to try to have relationship conversations, like conversations, like actual conversations like I would if I had a real relationship, meaning like with a with a human being, but but with God, right? So I don't I don't uh, it's, it's, my prayers are less less uh, formal if you want to call it that most of the time. But I pray all the time, like I literally just sit and talk to God all the time. Uh, so you might see me walking around talking to God and be like, "Man, dude's a crazy dude," and whatever, maybe I am. But uh, yeah, that's how it is. So so I hang up with my dad, telling him thank you, and no sooner do I do that than the truck hesitates. And I'm like, what the? And then it starts shaking, hesitating. Like, hesitate, 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 hesitate. Start completely losing power. I start pushing the accelerator pedal down to try to speed up, and I'm going slower. Then all of a sudden, check engine light starts flashing at me again. And I'm like, what the? And now it's worse. Wait, this is like 10 times worse than it was an hour before. Like 10 times worse. It's just like, do, 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 do. I'm sitting there, I'm like, it's so bad that I'm like, I got to get off the freeway. Like, and unfortunately at this point now, I'm finally like, I'm almost to St. Louis. So a lot more, a lot more off ramps, a lot more people, a lot more opportunities for me to like be able to get somewhere. Right. So I get off the, I get, I'm able to literally coast off the freeway. The truck is literally dying. Like it's not just hesitating. It's like dying and then kind of like push starting itself like the weirdest thing no other indicator lights are doing anything at this point just check engine lights flashing i got no power and i'm like what the mother i have no i'm panic stricken and turning off the freeway i don't know what i'm gonna do i get i get and like things just align because i was literally had no power like it was i wasn't i wasn't uh i wasn't gonna make it anywhere i was gonna basically be like if i ran out of gas right and i was just coasting that's about where i was at which means i needed to have somewhere to go but I come to the off-ramp there's no vehicles there and there's nobody coming the other way and it's a busy intersection I just happen to be able to turn right without getting anybody's like any there's problems. a five minute slowdown caused by a crash at five and miles I get you, you are there. still on the fastest I, oh my phone's talking to me again it's just you know, okay sorry quiet so so I get um, I, I get off the freeway out into this road but there's no shoulder at all but there's a gas station just uh, like literally 50 feet down on the right side. So everything just lined up perfect. I pulled into the gas station. The gas station was kind of like pitched downhill a little bit. So I was able to pull in almost at a stop, but then it like creeped me forward to where I was not in the entrance of the gas station, like blocking the way. And there happened to be a gas station that had plenty of room for me on the right side, not to be anybody's way, pull off and I stop. And I sit there and I screamed. Literally screamed. I, 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 wanna, I want you to list. I want you to imagine like a war cry, like a, you would think like the olden days, like with swords and axes and battle axes and all that kind of stuff. Like that, it was a war cry. I just sat in the truck and I screamed, screamed my face off for about ten seconds. Cannot believe what just happened. Now I'm absolutely. Screwed. I was an hour before that at the U-Haul dealership with the plan. Now I had decided that wasn't the plan because I thought I'd fix a truck and now I'm literally sitting at a gas station 
nowhere near that U-Haul place that had I'd arranged my whole plan. And now I had the same problem. At this point, truck wouldn't even start. Couldn't even get started. It was stuck where it was at. So, I don't wanna bore y'all with a lot of the crazy details. Long story short, called Ford up. Ford says, yes, we can bump you around and move you around, we'll get you in to take a look at it. But I can't wait around for it, obviously. I got an event I need to be to. So I'm like, okay, so what I'm gonna do then, I'm gonna Uber, I'm gonna Uber back to the U-Haul place an hour back from where I just was. Because that place is already arranged. I couldn't find another truck anywhere else that would let me do what I was trying to do. It just, they didn't have the right truck. And so I'm like, okay, and he had a truck. Called him back, said, bro, here's the plan. Here's what happened. The truck broke again. This time way worse. Something's definitely wrong with it. Don't know what. Could be could be an engine failure or could be, you know, like the oil pump failed. Like, who knows? Like, something's, something's going down. Can't drive it. I have got to get to Orlando. So I, I Uber back to the U-Haul, pick up the U-Haul, give him $2,000 for this freaking U-Haul rental so I could drive to Orlando and drive back. That's the very U-Haul I'm currently in right now, but this is five days later. <laughs> so I get it. I get the U-Haul. Now, I had a trailer. You guys remember that? So when I was back at the, back at the uh, gas station with my Ford, I had to disconnect the trailer so that when the tow top company came, they could just pick up the Ford, take that. So I drove all the way back, or I Ubered back to the U-Haul, got my, got my U-Haul, then I took that U-Haul with no trailer, drove back to the gas station, hooked up the trailer. So y'all picture this, I've got a trailer towing, a, a U-Haul towing a trailer, which, you know, it's not the most odd thing you've ever seen. What's odd about it is the fact that my U-Haul truck, the box truck I'm in, is completely empty. There was nothing in it, and there's still nothing inside the box truck, right? I didn't need the box. I just needed something that would tow the trailer. So, got my trailer that's full, and there's nothing in the box truck. So, I finally pick it up, and I get back out on the road. Six hours later, all of this that I'm talking about took six hours. So, now I want you to picture. I still have to be, I still have to be in Orlando to start setting up and get this event ready, and I'm supposed to be there by, I can't remember, one or two on Thursday afternoon, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m., Thursday afternoon. It's now like 6.30 p.m. It's like 6.30 p.m. by the time I finally have everything hooked back up to go. I still have a 16 hours of drive time. And that's 16 hours if you're in a car, right? That's the GPS time. In the big box truck with the trailers, that ain't going as fast as a car, it's not possible. So I'm realizing I probably got more like 17 or 17 and a half, maybe even 18 hour drive ahead of me and I've got to be there. And I'm realizing, oh man, I'm literally going to have to drive through the night. So that's exactly what I did. I stopped at a hotel and got two, well, about three hours of sleep because I, I there was no way, I, I timed it, I realized I had a three, I had three hours leeway. And I'm like, okay, I gotta have use that time to sleep. So <laughs> bought a hotel room for a little nap in the middle of the night, took that little nap, got back up, drove the rest of the way. Finally, I get in a couple hours late, about 3.30. Start setting up 3.30. God gave me a little gift right here, though. There was somebody there at the event uh, who I knew from, from something I've done in the past, like before, and he was there, and he offered to help. And so he helped me out. He actually helped me set up and tear down the event. So because of him, I was able to actually get a couple hours of sleep that next day before the show. But we were able to get there. Show went off great. It's two-day show. Uh, there's like 73 different podcasts I could do with in that show and on what I've already been top covering. But I just want to give you guys the play-by-play and try to do it in under 30 minutes of what's happened in the last week of my life. So show goes. Show's great, right? Show gets done. 
Show gets done. And inside that show, like I said, man, there's a lot I want to tell you about the show, but I, I'll, we'll get there. We'll get there on a different podcast. I'm going to do some kind of recapping uh, as I drive and can be able to drop some of these podcasts you guys down so you can listen to them uh, on where they go. Uh, but there's going to be a lesson today, too. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're, and you, and if, you, if, you're, if you're feeling for me yet, don't, don't worry. It ain't over. So we get done. We get done. And by the way, guys, I'm still kind of not feeling good. Like, I'm not feeling the greatest. Again, I don't have COVID, but I had the flu. And so I just don't feel good. My body isn't working, but I'm pushing myself physically very hard because I have to. I have to. I've, been, I've had no chance to have a break. And it's just, it's just go, 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 go. That's just literally what's happening in my game right now. And it's just a lot of freaking work to get, continue to do that. But we finally get everything broken down. The timing of it works out really good. Again, my friend, uh, his, his name is, uh, I'm going to give his name just because I think he needs some recognition. Uh, I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but his name is Benjamin Norman. Benjamin Norman. So I know a lot of you guys that do listen to your show, uh, you will actually probably know who he is just from the world that a lot of us come from. But uh, he was the one that was there. He was doing some video stuff. But anyhow, he helped me. It was fantastic. Like, such a stud. Such a stud. So, Ben, if you're listening to this, thank you, bro. Uh, literally saved my life. So we get it done. I wake up in the morning, and that's this morning. And I'm like, all right, I got to get back. So here's the, here's the, oh, oh, shoot. I'm like leaving all sorts of stuff. See, this is too much, too much, too much saga. <coughs> Excuse me. See, you hear a lot of little coughs. There's the, the, the remnants of my flu. Uh, but anyhow, so on, let's see, so I'm driving. Uh, let's see, let's see, we get, uh, there's, I missed a big detail that makes, that matters. So we get, uh, oh yeah, so it's, okay, so it's Thursday, the next day, right? So it's the next day, it's Thursday, I'm getting there, I'm just about ready, and then the dealership calls me. So the Ford dealership calls me, and they're like, hey, we got some bad news. And I said, okay, well, obviously it's bad news, that my truck's at your shop. And he says, your entire right bank is blown. Meaning that cylinders, I think five, three, six, and eight, or something like that. I don't know what four of the cylinders, four of the four cylinders of the five point four liter V eight are shot, right? Spun a bearing in the crankshaft or rod, something like that. He's like, you don't have any pressure in any of them. He's like, your motor's blown. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, my motor's blown. I'm like, okay. So I don't owe anything on the truck. It's paid off. There's no loan on the truck. It's kind of a, it's it really was my work truck, meaning like kind of a. It was nice. I mean, it's a Lariat, leather interior. I'm like, it's a nice little F-150, but it's older. It's a 2004. Uh, value's probably worth five or six grand, maybe. You know, if you were to, like, buy one from the KSL. Who knows? Right now, it might be a little bit more than that because of the truck prices and all that. But, but anyhow, so that's, that's you know, that's that's the value of the truck. And he's like, motor's blown. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm like, how much is a freaking new motor for one of those? And he's like, about 8500 <laughs> So I'm letting, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, okay. Now, first problem truck broke blew its motor second problem the truck blew its motor in st louis third problem i live in utah fourth problem i don't even know anybody in st louis i'm like what in the hell am i gonna do with this stupid truck in st louis i can't fix it and i'm like okay well this has definitely just become like the mechanic special of all mechanics in 600 feet keep left to stay on i-75 hold on Surrey's talking to me again coming through there was an accident it was an accident i didn't tell you guys we all slowed down it looks like an accident with a home depot truck that's not going to be a good day for him. Hope he doesn't lose his job. That would suck. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do that. If you get in a wreck in a company truck, do they fire Keep you over left that. To stay on I seventy five north. I don't even know. But uh, but anyhow, uh, anyhow. So 
motor's blown and I'm like, I don't have any, I don't, no options to do with this thing. So I'm like, oh crap. So then that's like problem one that I've got to figure out. Problem two is realizing I just had rented a U-Haul that was in town, right? So I was driving to Orlando and then back to St. Louis. And so when I get back to St. Louis, then what do I do? I've got my trailer with all my gear. I can't just fly home. I'll leave all my stuff in St. Louis. I don't have a truck. I have a truck with a blown motor. And I'm like, what the motherfucker? Like, what the? Okay. Uh, 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 and I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, what I don't want to do is keep spending money because I'm going to like take all the profit that I was trying to make from driving across the country to Orlando to do this event. And I'm literally going to spend it on U-Hauls and rental trucks and all this kind of tow trucks and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is just a nightmare. But I'm like, I'm not sure what to do. So I'm talking to my wife in the phone. I'm like, okay, we, we schemed up a good idea. We schemed up a good idea. And the idea was, well, she could leave with, uh, from my house in Utah on Sunday morning. That would be this morning, the day I'm recording this. She could leave Sunday morning and meet me in St. Louis. We would get there at about the same time. I return to U-Haul. We hook the trailer up to her car. Boom, jump, and we're gone. And we drive back home. So my wife would literally, like, I, I kind of, I was almost excited about this plan when we were coming up with it because of the song. Listen, you know the song. Meet me in St. Louis. I'm in love with you. It actually says St. Louis. But same thing, St. Louis. Like, so we were going to, we were going to have our own theme song. We were going to have our own theme song. It was going to be epic. That was what I was thinking in my mind. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. So I'm like, okay, great, babe. This is going to be perfect. So, so we got this blown truck and, and my other problem. Now back to that first problem. I got to figure out, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with the truck. Right? You think about this. What am I going to do with it? I got a blown truck. I got a blown motor truck in St. Louis. I don't live in St. Louis. I can't just leave it at the Ford dealership. And all, so I'm like, okay, I got to do something here. I'm not sure what to do with the thing. So that's the other problem. And honestly, I still haven't quite figured that one out. I haven't quite figured that part out. So I think I'm going to donate it. I think I'm going to donate it to like those kidney foundation things. Uh, because then I'll get a full tax write-off for the value of the truck My, that doesn't care about the blown motor. Right? So I get like a $5,000 tax write-off. I'm like, man, that's going to that's gonna be more valuable for me than selling the truck for $100 to a junkyard. Uh, it's a mechanic special for sure. Somebody who knows how to work on a Ford just wants to put a motor in. You know, buy, buy a used motor, put a used motor in that thing. I mean, you don't find a wrecked motor or something like that. Oh, you're going to have a, a pretty sweet truck for a couple thousand bucks. But anyhow, so that's still kind of being figured out. But that was our plan, right? plan was my wife was going to meet me in St. Louis. I was going to meet her there. So this morning I get up uh, and I, I get up early and I'm like on my way. I'm like, boom, here we go. I'm in the U-Haul with the trailer heading back towards St. Louis. Uh, my wife's plan was to leave a little bit later than me. And so we're, we're talking a little bit. And she's like, yeah, I slept in a little. I'm doing you know, okay, getting all ready. And I'm getting ready to go. And she's like, I'm going to leave at like 9 a.m. I'm like, okay. So she had to drive like 12 hours today. And then she was going to have to drive like six hours tomorrow, which would have gotten her to St. Louis. And I would be there waiting. And then, boom, we're on our way. She calls me at about 9.15. And I'm like, hey, babe, what's up? And I, my thought is she just got on the road. She's about to give me a call. She, gets, she calls me. And she says, my car won't start. For words out of first words out of her mouth, and I'm like, "What do you mean your car won't start?" And she's like, "I don't know." When I press the button, it says mechanical failure, or no, what does it say? Yeah, or malfunction. It says malfunction, and then she's like, "So then I pulled like the push start out and put the key in." Um, you could do that on certain types of cars, uh, which I'm glad I have that type of car that you could do it. You can bypass that cool little feature of the push start. So, so she does, so she does that, and and it won't start. It like tries to start, and I'm all, and I'm all. She describes it to me, and it's like a dead battery. Now backtrack about a month ago 
Uh, she accidentally left the car on, but not running, but on all night, and it drained the battery down to literally nothing, right? It took me, I had to jump it to try, you know, get it running again, and it took uh, literally like a half an hour of being hooked up to another car in order for it to hold enough to even start, right? To even start. Once I got to start, like it worked. But over the last month, it kind of like has started, but like not as crisp as before, if that makes sense, right? Before it was like you pressed the button, it was like, fired right up. Now it'd be kind of like, it'd be like, like, so it's still, but it was like this hesitation, I had a slight hesitation in the thing. And so I'm like, okay, I was thinking maybe something was wrong. And there was a couple other electrical things weren't quite acting right, but like, was like, it been, it been fine. I was like, run us. I, I honestly didn't give much thought. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, battery's dead. Battery's dead. Like it's dead, dead. And I'm like, son of a, here's the problem. Uh, my wife is a capable person, but she's not very mechanically inclined to start out with when it comes a to a vehicle. There's a six-minute slowdown caused by a crash in six miles. You are still on the fastest route. And not hold on, guys. I'm like I'm getting out of the getting out of a lane, so I don't run some run some nice folks over. And uh, so anyhow, she's 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 just not very mechanically inclined. She's very handy. She can figure some things out if she needed to. But this is a bigger problem. This this particular car, the battery is under the passenger seat. And uh, I already know there's a very technical way. Like these little yahoos have done a great job of trying to make you take your car into the dealer because there's a certain thing that if you don't do it the right way when you're changing a battery in this particular car, it will trigger the computer to an anti-theft mode and it will literally lock it. And the only way to get it unlocked is to have it unlocked by the dealer. Cost you a hundred dollars to do that. So the 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 well, let me try to say the, the owner's manual. Guess what it says when it says replace the battery? You must take it to dealer. Literally says that. So you, you're saying you cannot replace the battery in this car on your own. Yeah, stupid. Stupid. Right? I love my cars. I love all my cars. I love this brand of car. But stupid. Just stupid. This one thing just like pisses me off. It's like triggers me every time. Uh, so so anyhow, she can't do it. Like I know she cannot do it. So I'm like, crap. So now we're sitting She's trying to leave. She's like literally in tears. Like freaking out. She was already stressed about driving just because the anxiety of the whole situation and just everything. And uh, so she, she can't go now. She can't, she can't come get me, so I'm like, oh crap. Okay, so I called I called uh, my, my brother-in-law, right, the man I knew I could rely on in a time of need. Called him, he's like, hey, what's up, man? And I t- tell him what, what's up. He's like, dude, I got you, 100%. I'll swing by. He's like, I'm actually already out and about. I'll swing by, grab the battery, get it changed for you. So he, go to get, he goes over, he goes to the house. You know, he was finished up what he was doing. About a half hour, 45 minutes later, he gets to the house, starts to like kind of go through the thing, and and in, in this little sneaky thing you have to do, you have to keep it connected to power constantly. You cannot just take the battery. You take the battery out, it dooms it. So you have to make sure the car thinks it's still hooked to a battery the whole time. Which is an easy way to do that is just to jump into another car off of the off of the battery terminals inside the hood, under the hood, and then you can do the battery and you're just fine. Uh, so we're going to do that and we're like, oh, we'll just take my other vehicle. So, so my wife's like, yeah, I'll just grab the Hummer. We'll take that and we'll just turn it around and jump it with that. She goes to try to start the Hummer and the battery's dead in the Hummer. <laughs> It's been sitting for a while. We usually have to tow the boat so we don't drive it all a lot because it's been getting cold. So anyhow, so that's got a dead battery. So he has to like take the battery out of his truck because his truck can't fit beside my wife's car to actually jump. Just a shenanigans. Oh yeah, and another side note about this stupid design. Do you realize in this car, to replace the battery, you have to cut the carpet. Yes, you heard me right. You have to cut the carpet, like with the razor blade. An X-Acto knife, cut the carpet to get the battery out. What the world? Who designed this? 
They were like, hey, we're gonna put it, we're gonna put a battery in a vehicle that is guaranteed to not last as long as a vehicle, but we're gonna put it in such a way that you literally have to ruin the carpet to get it out. And this is not fake. Like I'm not making this up. Like I did a bunch of research as I was driving. When, when, when I was waiting for my brother-in-law to get there to figure this out and it's literally everywhere it says you have to do this like you cannot get it out without doing this and I'm like oh my gosh this is insane so anyhow so he goes longer story short he gets it all fixed up it's ready to go but while this is all happening in my mind I'm like what the hell am I doing I got my beautiful wife she's like I'm, I'm finding out I'm finding out that there was like she was struggling to have somebody who could be able to take care of our little girl while she, while she left she's 10 years old she, I mean she can take care of herself but obviously not for a couple days and uh, so we we're going to have this. And the person who was going to come over and help with my little girl was going to drive the Hummer, which now has a dead battery for some reason. And so we're like, well, what else is wrong with it? What if it doesn't work? And then we got this shenanigans. So all this, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all this. And I'm also realizing my wife's got to leave, which is now Sunday morning. We're not going to get back till late Tuesday, which means she's gone for three days just to come pick me up because I'm stranded in St. Louis. And I'm like, what the hell? Like this, how is this, this, everything? It's like, it was like everything after everything. Like I've never in my life, had so many vehicle problems like in one exchange one trip one thing it's just i'm like fine i'm like sitting i'm like knocking on that's plastic but we're gonna call it wood right that's it we're gonna have any more problems but as, as i'm sitting there putting all this together i'm like you know what i wonder if i could just go back to the place i rented the u-haul from that i took down to orlando and back that was an in town right charging me 79 cents a mile two thousand dollars later I wonder if I could rent it as a one-way from where I'm supposed to drop it off tomorrow and just drive it home. How much that would cost? So I, I do the little research, do the, just go to their website, figure it out, and it's like a thousand bucks. So then I'm like, okay, thousand dollars to drive it back home. If if Danielle comes and picks me up, she's got to stay in a hotel without me, right? On her way because she ain't she's not driving freaking. Yeah, you know, I think her drive was like 18 hours or 17 hours, so same about same as me. Like I said, it was almost exactly the middle. So she's going to stay in the hotel. She's got the gas that she's going to spend. And she's going to spend it like her car has to have premium gas in it. Right? So she's got to get the expensive gas. And I'm looking. I do some numbers real quick. And that's putting her somewhere around 500 bucks is what it's going to cost to drive her to have her to come pick me up. And so then I'm like, wait a second. It's going to cost us $500 for my wife to spend three whole days coming and picking me up. It's only going to cost another 500 for my wife to stay home, and I'll just rent this U-Haul again, literally the one I'm currently in. I'm going to re-rent it as soon as I drop it off. And then from there, I'll just drive home. She gets to stay home for three days, and I'll waste her time in a car for three days because we're in the middle of trying to launch some big stuff, Fire and Butterfly Fitness, which her being gone for three days puts a big wrench in that. But we were thinking, man, I'm stranded, I'm screwed. What do we do? Right, because I'm thinking, man, if it was if it was two thousand Orlando, it's gonna be no two grand. I'm like, I don't even have that kind of money to keep dropping two grand, two grand, and two grand. Like literally, I don't have the money, so I'm like, where I'm gonna be stranded? I'm gonna be literally stuck in St. Louis, and I'll be like, just sitting here on the side of the road with my trailer, just just sitting there, just sitting there. I'll be like one of those people, like I'll be one of those people that legit is holding a sign saying, listen, I'm the hardest damn worker I know. Like, try to outwork me, I dare you. But I'm legit stranded. I need some money. <laughs> I, I guess that was an option. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't consider that to be an option. I, I could have done that. I don't know. It would have made for a great story in a podcast, I guess. Uh, but anyhow, so I make that call. Call her up, say, babe, great news. You're not coming. She's like, what do you mean I'm not coming? I tell her the plan, tell her the story. 
and uh, so she stays she's staying home she's done not coming but like she does have a new battery in her car now and so you know runs fires up great so she's not stranded in utah all on her own i'm rocking the u-haul i'm gonna get there tomorrow re-rent it and then drive all the rest of the way home and uh, i think the u-haul should do just fine it's like a pretty brand new one it's only got fifteen thousand miles on the truck right so it's a uh, pretty brand new uh, this even has a backup camera on it. Do you guys know that? The new U-Haul trucks, they have a backup cam. That's pretty cool. Doesn't really do me a whole lot of good because I have a trailer, so my trailer, like, blocks it. But still has a backup cam. Kind of cool. But, uh, so, yeah. You guys are up to date. Now, there's about a billion lessons inside of everything I just said. A lot of stuff I glazed over, and I'm going to go back to it because there's so much content inside of what has transpired for me over the last seven days that, uh, man, I could write a book about it. I could write a book about all the lessons and everything I got out of it. But here's what I, here's what I want you guys to see. If you are determined to continue and you're determined to win, nothing can stop you. It would have been so easy for me, so easy for me, especially before uh, before, before, like, I, I, like I wanted to, like when the truck broke and then I had to issue and then it unbroke and then it broke again and all these things are going down. I could have, I could have just said, you know what? It's not meant to be. I'm out. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I had every chance and every opportunity and the show would have been definitely different, but a show would have gone on. Live events are live events and they would have survived without, without me there. I knew this. But I continued to push. And so that's really the word and message of the day. Like if you actually know what you're doing is what you should be doing and you're living in purpose and you know there's a greater version of life for you. If all of these are real things for you, 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 you your, your ability to win is 100%, 100% based upon your ability to never stop. Your ability to never stop. No matter what obstacle comes in your way, there's not a situation of I can't do it. There's a situation of what do I do now? How do I figure this out? What is the solution? And sometimes the solutions are super unorthodox. Like they are so outside of any wheelhouse you ever could have considered in the first place. But when you're faced in that situation, you're sitting in a random gas station in St. Louis, knowing what needs to happen, meaning knowing you have got to be in Florida with the stuff that's in that trailer, and knowing you have very limited money, and knowing that if you do it and you keep going, God's going to give you the inspiration to figure out what you need to do. God's going to show you how to get it done if you will keep moving. You can't throw your hands up even though you want to. You can't. You just can't. You got to keep going. And in a different podcast, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what went on in the event. And there's several people in particular that had I not been there, the outcome for them, not just because it was an event, but the outcome of their lives would never be the same. They were impacted in a way that helped them see. One man in particular literally came up to me and told me he was contemplating suicide. This is real. And that after he got done hearing me, he realized he didn't need to do it. He didn't need to kill himself. So if I don't keep pushing, I don't say screw it and rent the U-Haul. I don't find the way. I don't find a way. If I don't find the way, there's a man who kills himself. So if that were the only impact that needed to happen for me spending the last 10 days well, it'll be 10 days once it's all said and done. Driving across the country, 
having all the problems that I've had, spending all the money that I was supposed to make in profit to save that man's life and to help him see a possibility outside of that, then it was 100% worth it. If that's the only outcome from it, then I'm glad that I had the opportunity to be a part of it. So don't quit. You can't quit. Don't ever quit. Don't think about quitting. Because when you quit, that's when you lose. When you quit, that's when you fail. When you quit, that's when it's over. And the darkness takes a hold, and you settle in, and then you just endure till the end. And that is a terrible way to live life. That's all I got for you guys today. Uh, Thank you for bearing with me, not being around for a week, and uh, hopefully uh, my week (laughs) explanation here in this today's podcast uh, really shed some light for you to see Holy crap. Holy crap. (laughs) You got to just keep going. So, this is Trevor J. White, signing off.